who's playing free safety for us? Great question. You have to come out of this draft with a safety. And, oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry, I can't help but laugh because we've said that for a decade. <laughs> safety first. Safety first. We've got some in-house candidates that are pretty good, and, and who knows what's going to happen with the trial. Address offense and defensive line and continue to put weapons around Cam and, and help our skill position. So it really hasn't changed. The Carolina Panthers select defensive end. It doesn't have to be Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at 16. It is a position that you can find impactful guys in the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers select tackle, quarterback, running back. Because you need that. Wear your safety shoes. Wear your safety glasses. You're leaving up maybe the one thing you need more than anything in the safety to maybe a fifth-round pick. There isn't a spot we need. We have to have a player at this position. You have to come out of this draft with a safety. There's people that love you. There's people that need you. The Carolina Panthers select linebacker, tackle, wide receiver. Safety first. Safety first. Colin Jones has always been a guy that anytime you've got an opportunity, he's just made plays. Your safety matters. Trey Boston. Your safety matters. I'm wearing PPE and I'm ready for the job, yeah. Everything in check, guess I'm ready for the job, yeah. Working as a team, always better for the job, cause... Safety first, Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network powered by Ortho Carolina. Check out some of our network mates, Keep Pound In, the Roaring Riot podcast. It is what it is, the great British drafting show for more great talk about your favorite team. Follow the Riot Network on Twitter at the Riot Network to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, love us wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. I'm going to start with Josh Klein because he's going to start talking oh. no matter what. Safety first. Safety first. <laughs> it's catchy. One, it's two, catchy, one, two. Right? It's so good. I love it. So great. Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, is incredibly glad. We've flipped over from mock draft season into draft grade season. Yes. B minus is the it. way the the only time, the best place to grade, the best time to grade a draft is legitimately at right after the seventh round ends. Like, NFL Network was like, who won the draft? And it's like, guys, I feel like we're maybe over-jumping the, the hurdle here. No, that, that sentence really got away from me. Josh, <laughs> just don't talk until you're introduced, please. All right? We have a strict rule on the show. You can't just jump in. I'm breaking all the rules Or else you have today. to put a dollar into the jumping in jar. I have dollars We have a day. lot of jars for this yeah, show, apparently. True. Lots of jars. A lot of jars. Did you mark yourself safe on Facebook after the draft? Yeah, safety first. Good. Beautiful. <laughs> that was well done. I'm sorry. Oh. Thank you. And who is this talking? Oh, it's Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report. Very glad he put an asterisk on his assertion that the Panthers wouldn't draft a quarterback in the first three rounds. That is true. Thank you, Nick Wilson, for suggesting that I not include the compensatory pick, and it came through. Yep. You, it made you seem really smart because you were like, I don't think they're going to draft him in the third round. And then Nick was like, what about the compensatory pick? You were like, oh, well, maybe. Yeah. And then worked out perfectly. It did. And and everyone was excited to see a local kid get a chance to live his childhood dream. Yeah. I was excited. <clears throat> oh, no, that was, no, not, are we not, that was not how it went, I guess, on Twitter. No. 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 It was, but nothing goes well on Twitter, At right? least it was late at night, so a lot most people were already asleep. So yeah. That's true. If they just burned down Twitter the next morning. Yeah, burn it all down. They did that like what's uh is it Elmo? 
the Elmo gif where he's just like raising his arms in the air with flames behind him? You don't. Why do you look at me like that? I know what you're talking about. If I'm Thank allowed to talk. Thank you. I, I, oh, now you are not allowed to talk. Not allowed to talk, but I appreciate that. I have Thank no idea what you're talking nice. about. There. Um, he's still counting you. He's still <laughs> counting you to the affirmative, but you are not allowed to. Talk. Oh, yeah. ma- well, maybe I should introduce him so he can speak on the one-day contract <laughs> this week. It's Josh Sims, sports anchor reporter with Fox 46 Charlotte, Villanova, and Syracuse alum, Jersey native, and worse dancer than his weatherman. Um, I cannot confirm or deny whether that's true. But well, shout out to Nick Coaster, the dancing weatherman. But something he's got else. All the moves. He does. He does. He's done like 1,700 videos by now. He yeah. has a lot of free time on his he hands. He does. It's it's incredible. He really does a, some like real work trying to get viral. Like he does. it's and I mean it works. Like I mean, when I before, say successfully yeah. getting viral, I guess is the right word right. for it. Right. Cuz before he was the rapping weatherman, that was like before Fox 46. What? Yeah, you didn't know about this. You got to dig into his do past. Some do your Googling research. here. Yeah, he was the rapping some weatherman. Hard typing. And then he started dressing like Cam Newton and that became a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then we all dressed like Cam Newton for one of our pregame shows, so that also happened. And then he started dancing. You uh, know, he reinvents himself constantly. This dude is incredible. I was a big fan of um, they. I think he he dressed like Kemba. He did that at too, one yeah. point, and somebody the first response on Twitter tagged him and was like, "Yo, Fox Forty Six Nick, this dude looks like you." And it's like that is <laughs> that was like Twitter in a nutshell is like this dude trying to point out somebody to themselves, so, right? It's just yeah, it's the worst. Gotta love Twitter. Yeah, what are the, the rules when dressing like Cam Newton? Mm. Just something that you will never wear ever again. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't duplicate that. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. And wear a hat. Yeah, that's the other rule. That's it. Yeah. 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 Well, he a brimless hat. He a invented brimless. this, oh, right? Yes. I forgot about. Oh, it. I am not that, here though? for the fez. We <laughs> cannot have fezless cam or fez headed cam rolling through, looking like he's got an eraser. No, no. Mm-mm. He's got to so go draw a line. <laughs> There's got to be a line. <laughs> but it's gonna have like his is gonna have ten tassels, a very and with bells. It, oh, oh no. In a little car in the parade. But you know what? Go get me 303 touchdowns. You can, I'll wear it with you. Let's wear whatever go. you want. 303 in, the, in one season? Yeah, yeah in a yeah. season. Well, you know, it's, it's hard when you can't complete passes more than four yards down. Well, field. that arthroscopic procedure cleared everything out. He's got a lot of range of motion. We're just going to pretend like you said the right word, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's what I was Is like, that wait. not what a – he had a seashell <laughs> procedure on his, on his arm, right? Scopic. Yeah. I think you called him a fossil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. An arthropodic <laughs> procedure. Al- almost 30. <laughs> something like that. Basically a fossil. You know. So we start the show with Nikki's super important question. A lot of people getting upset on the, uh, the Twitters, the Facebooks, and all that over spoilers. So tell me what you think is the appropriate window someone gets for a spoiler alert. Ooh, that's actually a really good question. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I think for TV shows, it's tough. So I would say you need probably like 72 hours for a TV show. I like that you said for a TV show because I do agree that like for movies and TVs that those windows are probably different. Yeah. And then, uh, well, they may not be that different because I feel like if you're outside of opening weekend, it's okay for spoilies, I guess. But yeah, like, I feel like Monday probably. Like, but if you really or... didn't want Avengers spoiled for you, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast on Tuesday when I tell you that – I don't know. any. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet, but uh, I've heard Calm it's down, good. Shady. Yeah, Calm exactly. Down, shady. Sorry. Uh, and then – but, I mean, Colin, you were saying this earlier. The Game of Thrones spoiling has just gotten out of control. 
Well, it, there was a time when Game of Thrones fans only took over Sunday night, and it was fine. I, I was more than willing to take a sabbatical from Twitter. But now you can't – before noon on Monday, you, no chance. You're, you're just begging for it. It's, it's, you, you guys had the evening. Just take the evening. But can the rest of the world have – the, you know, social media back in the morning? Yeah, no, I sh- they can't. No, oh, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's no. That's it. It's I mean, all just memes about, uh, I don't even want to say anything, because, like, if you haven't watched the show, I'm I'm still trying to catch up, but, like, if you haven't watched the show and you're like, well, I'll just pop on a little Panthers pod, talk about one-day contract, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, I can't believe Ned Stark dies, and then you're like, what the f- <laughs> No, I almost used one of our two curses, but no, I didn't. Uh, we're already doing better than last episode. I think our guest last time he, used it yeah, both he, in the first four minutes. Yeah, he used it. He dropped one he real came fast. Out of the gate so that's strong. what I have to live yeah. up to? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Let me just stop dropping. <laughs> stop dropping <that> <laughs> yeah. right. We only get two. So I'm not actually sure that's a rule, but we've somehow established it in the lore of the podcast. That's so. not even a rule? We just made it up? Well, it's a rule. It's a one-day contract rule. Oh, so okay. we made it up. Here's the thing. When is it? Why is it acceptable just to go around spoiling stuff? Like, what do you need to do? Like, I understand. Like, if you just used an image or something like that from, like, that's fine. But like, the idea of spoiling, like, to just come up in conversation and be like, "Man, can you believe that?" And like, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Like that, I feel like there's a there now needs to be, a, a, you know, a, a code, a rules where it's like. Hey, do you watch this show? Yes. Hey, how well, far? You know, like, the, like I think you have to kind of, you know, date before you discuss content. Now. <laughs> mm, that's like, a really like, good point. A little back and forth to understand where each other are. Because we're talking about people, and people don't care, and people are stupid. Well, so, that's like, true. In general, that's like, true. All everyone wants to do is be included. So it's like, oh, this just happened. Are Let you talking about NFL GMs or just <laughs> people in general? I'm talking about the show was like five minutes in, and I had a yeah. friend in a group chat and be like, "This person's already the MVP," and I was like, "Dude, I just got out of work." Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even leave yet, and you're already spoiling the episode. Yeah. Like, can we – It's the episode's not even – like the credits end, and you're like, can you believe that this just happened? Right. It's like, no, not everyone works the same schedule or has the same amount of time. Let's wait a minute. Yeah, just yeah. a – just, yeah. just a thought. Have you, all, have you all played spoiler to someone before? Um, uh, No, I don't think so. The Ned Stark example was – um The first time you've ever done it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I have. Technically, uh, <laughs> but we were my wife and I, my beautiful wife and I were watching. Uh, oh, that's nice. Look at that. Um, she still doesn't listen. to No, this. no. she never will. Um, <laughs> my beautiful wife and I were watching 30 Rock, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but at some point there's a, like a throwaway joke that either Grizz or Dot Com is like, oh, man, Ned Stark dies. And my wife, like we're just like watching 30 Rock randomly is like, God damn it. Why did he just say that? And I was like, what Who? What are they even talking about? She was like, I'm reading that book. <laughs> and he just threw out a spoiler for a thing that I'm reading. This is ridiculous. She was like, Ned Stark dies? Oh, no. And I was like, I think I even knew that. And it was like it was like th- season three of Game of Thrones. No, it was ridiculous. season one. That was right out the gate. Yeah, yeah. no, but it was like in real life. Oh, it was yeah, three, so they yeah. just assumed two years later you've, you've watched it. She was not, and she was very unhappy. And I used one of our two curses. <laughs> you see, I think it's—I think it, I would rather not be a spoiler, and so I'd rather put precautions in my life to ensure that I don't ruin stuff for people. So, ask if they're watching, or if they're ever going to watch. Yeah, or just don't yeah. talk about it to them. There's, there's yeah. that. 
There is that. Just, but you know, people got to get so it out. so many other people things got out there out. in the world. <laughs> you you <laughs> can talk about politics or right. religion. Exactly. <laughs> the two best <laughs> things to talk Those are like fine. Sometimes the housekeeper, you know, the housekeepers, they got to hear about the Panthers draft sometimes. Sometimes that's just the way <laughs> life goes. They just, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're like, I think they might use Moten at left guard. <laughs> She's like, all right. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, again. at 845 into this podcast, by the way, is when we're going to start talking about football. Are you ready? Are we? Well, what about the music, though, too? So I got about oh. 12. You might want to write that time down. Mm. It's uh, we'll, five we'll 5.15 p.m. We'll do that math. <laughs> 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 we'll t- we'll Tune in to 5.15 p.m. <laughs> yeah. if you want to skip the <laughs> – Let's talk football and let's look at the the draft. Now we can now we can talk about the draft, right? Yeah. Is, is it time now? How about a first round recap? Brian Burns, Josh one, or do you want to be Josh one? Uh, I think you should be Josh one. You're our guest. Sure. That's more fun. Yes. Well, it's because he wants you to call him the big dog. So it could be Josh <laughs> I knew and the that big Josh dog. Josh and the big dog. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Josh and then real Josh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this Brian Burns pick. How do you feel about this? Is this a good pick? I feel good about it. I mean, I think they got a guy that, I mean, there are knocks on him. Like, he's kind of slight. He needs to put on weight, which he already has put on, like, 20 pounds. Um, But as far as they needed an edge rusher, they needed somebody in the trenches. They needed to replace Julius Peppers. And I think people need to slow down saying, like, they found their replacement for Julius Peppers. Because, like, let's be real. Peppers is, like, a -a once-in-a-lifetime guy. Like, he played till he was, like, 50 years old. (laughs) So you're never going to really see another guy like Peppers or not this soon. But, I mean, at the position they were at at 16, I think he was the guy to take right there. So, I, I like his ability. I like what he can be. The thing about first-round picks at 16, I think we might have to wait a couple of years to see if he's going to be any good. You know, he could be good. He could not be. But we're not going to go on day one. And I don't want everybody to be fooled in the spring when we're at practice watching these guys and they're like, you know, just having a T-shirt on running around. And then Ron tells us, oh, yeah, he looks great. And then everyone takes that, like, oh, yeah, he's the best player ever. He's really good. Like, of course, everyone's going to say he looks great until we actually see him in an actual game. We're really not going to know. And honestly, we probably won't know for a couple of years. Yeah. That's always, be that's negative. A, that's always Greg Olson's point, right? Well, yeah, it looks, looks great. Oh, that, that young tight end looks great. Yeah. Let's see. In let's shorts. See him put, yeah, in shorts. Let's see him put some pads on. Um I, I, I'm I'm optimistic about this, but I'm but not just picking at 16, but a pass rusher at 16 at a premium position at the most uh, premium position on the defensive side. And I think the reason is obvious. I don't. I know they want to talk about 250. I I don't think he's. I don't think he's 250. The man on my television that was 250 was standing next to him wearing Carolina <laughs> Panthers blue. And he. That that that's not two fifty, and I'm not trying to pick on the young man, but I'm that's my that is the number one concern because the athleticism, the speed, the ability to turn the corner, all that is there. I think he has more moves um, than an undersized Florida State pass rusher named Everett Brown that the Panthers drafted before, um, but maybe stop showing the spin moves on Twitter so much because that's <laughs> only going to beg people to make that comparison, but. I'm optimistic, and the other thing is, if it's this three, if they're making the move to the three four, and I know that we've got covert Ron now. You know, anytime he comes to the he comes to the podium, gotta gotta keep the master secrets under under wraps. Can't give him anything. You you just just drafted a guy you really like, and it's like, nope, don't really want to talk about him. You like him. You picked him. <laughs> you can say nice things about him. It's okay. Um, 
I'm optimistic about it, but I am concerned that tackles are just going to fall on them too. Um, yeah, I I am also concerned about the weight. I think everybody is. My thing uh, th- here, there are two things that I really like. The first one is that they waited for their guy. Like they they didn't go up and get Burns. I don't ever think that was an option. Really, was going up to get somebody. Um, but I think that what they did was they they wait. They said, okay, how's the board falling? Things are happening. Like, as the draft kept going, it was like, oh, all these guys that they like are still on the board. And then it's like, oh, and oh. And then all of a sudden, it's like we're down at, like, 14, and Dillard and Burns are still there. Although I don't think that they were going to take Dillard if Burns had gone. But whatever. We don't have to debate these hypotheticals on what happened because Brian Burns, the guy that they've been connected with since freaking January of – of being mocked to. They're very interested in Brian Burns. They love his versatility. They love how he can drop back in coverage, how he can rush the passer. If he can put on weight, it'll be great. And then he did put on weight and then they got, he was there and they picked him. And it's like, this is how it should go. You should like a guy for four or five months. And then if he's there, you pull the trigger. That's what happened. Now, Colin, what you said, I think that they, I think the cat is at this point, out of the bag that this is not a hybrid defense. They are moving to a three, four defense, like every single thing that they have done in the off season and every single thing, honestly, that Ron has said indicates that they are moving to a three, four. So it's like, why do we have to keep beating around the bush and be like, well, all these hybrid fronts, I'm sure they will at some point have four defensive linemen up there, but this team as it's constructed right now, it looks more to me like a 3-4. You don't draft two guys that play exclusively in a 3-4 if you are not making your move that way. Yeah, if this is, if he's a 4-3 defensive end, it changes completely the way that you look at this draft, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I am not excited about – I mean, he is – he. He looks like he's 50 pounds lighter than CJ and, and expected to play you know, the same or a similar position. No. CJ Anderson? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's could also that's why true. he lasted one game. But no, he's great. Um, yeah, the uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, CJ Anderson's great, and the Panthers just waved him. It got, at least CJ finally came around. The, the decent thing that he did is he finally admitted, and, and when he got asked about that, the Panthers were solid to him, even though they had to take you know they, they had to get crapped on for three hours on national television. Can you believe the Panthers waved this guy? He asked. He asked to go. They were being nice. They weren't morons. Sorry. Um, it's fine. Everything's fine. I forgot. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I don't know why. I, I don't know why to beat around to beat around the bush on this anymore. Like this, this is, because it completely changes the way I feel, not just about him, but about the other defensive guys that you got in this draft. If you're telling me that they're playing in a three, four versus a four, three, do, do we think that, that, that all of a sudden the offensive coordinators in the NFL are going to be like, oh, oh, Shazam. Oh, oh, they, they, they're in a three, four. What? Oh, our notes are no good now. Come on. Just no, but they are so. This is they, him and Marty have gotten to a point where they don't trust the media, and when they go in the press conference, they're not there to talk about whatever their business is to talk about. They're there to make sure they don't say something that might upset the apple cart, and they walk on these eggshells when they're talking about guys that they have picked as young men to be a part of this organization. There, if there's ever a time to just be like, look, this is. 
these are guys we like. We're gonna we're gonna be effusive in our praise with them. No, no, nope. We're gonna. It's still cagey. Still playing this game constantly, and I don't. I don't think it serves them as well as they. It serves them well in that room. I don't think it's it's serving them well beyond that room. Because if I look at this Brian Burns pick and just say, well, you know, they're talking hybrid performance, but mostly they've been a four-three team. Then I'm gonna come on and I'm gonna be. I'm I'm gonna rag on this draft, and that doesn't matter, you know, but. If if it doesn't matter, then why are you walking on eggshells when you talk in these press conferences about guys that you like? I don't know. Yeah, Josh, do you feel like they they are open and honest in the? I mean, obviously they're never going to be open and honest, but like right. one of the things that we talked about last week with with Nick Wilson was that like you just don't believe anything that they, they say, say at this point. Yeah. Like everything they say, they're literally just like, okay, well it's the opposite. Like, right? You're gonna oh, they even literally said we're gonna go out and draft a guy that has Christian McCaffrey's skill set. And then they didn't do it. Yeah. They drafted a guy that has Cameron Artis Payne skill set. They already got Cameron <laughs> Artis Payne on the roster. Holding him hostage, by the way. Well, I'm, f- yeah. I'm glad that the RSS feed uh, finally caught up to my pre-draft columns from last year when I said <laughs> I wanted a hammer for this offense. They've went and found two this year. Uh, but, yeah, like it's this, inten- this, this di- misdirection. Like, who do you think – who do they think is paying attention at other teams? Like, that's the only justification to me is that you think that other teams – but – but I just think that they have gotten both of them, whether they feel like they've been burned by the media or whatever it is. And I don't think that that that, that that's one of the toughest locker rooms or toughest places to get to, to deal with uh, in the country. But it it is it, you can I can feel it watching when you see them thinking through what they're trying to say to avoid saying anything, and they will in fact end up saying incorrect things about guys that they have just drafted. Just because, well, this is what we say about guys that we like at this position, so I'm just going to say these generic terms and and push it off. It, it makes no sense, and I, I I like both Marty and, and, and I like Ron. And I will say, Marty told, and you heard it in the song, Marty said exactly what they were going <laughs> to do at the open the show. You, that He said exactly what they were going to do, and they did that. So that, that part, they're honest about. That's great. And I like both of them. And I think Ron Rivera is, is a truthful person. But for whatever reason, when he gets in that room, they do not want to be honest about things that I don't think they need to be dishonest about. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And I've seen sort of a transition with him. And I've only been covering the team. This is my fourth season. But I do feel like he was a lot more open when I first got here than he has been now. I mean, don't talk to him about concussions. And his guys, no. he just loses it and gets like attacks us for asking about a guy who's injured, which, you know, like we – I know they don't want to give away secrets to other teams on who's playing and who's not, but, like, if a dude's been in concussion protocol for, like, two years, you could just say something about it rather than saying, like, nope, nope, I don't talk about that stuff. Let, let Vermillion handle that. But either way, like – I RV. <laughs> yeah. I think they are protective in a way, like we're going to burn them with something, like you're saying, and – we just want. We're just asking questions to know, like to know information. Yeah. Like we just want to know: Do you like this guy? Is this guy going to play? Because how many times has Ron said we like where our roster is right now? We're not going to go out and make any moves. And then a day later, they trade for like a corner from Buffalo, or they sure. trade for like you know. I remember they did that with Jared Allen when uh, Charles Johnson got hurt a couple years ago, and then they traded and got like. Jared, I mean, that was a great move, but it's like, well, hey, dude, you just said you're not going to make any moves. You like where this team is right now, so. What what is it? Yeah, and, and it becomes it becomes more important to answer the question in a way that sounds good than to answer the question. Like, right? There's hey, you just had one of your leading sack guys go down. 
Are you guys going to make a move? Oh, no, no, we're happy with like Why? why? Yes, right. of course we're going to look. Right. Yes, Josh, why would you ask me? Of course, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Of course we're going to be, we're gonna be out in the, the streets. The table. We're going to be out in the streets. <laughs> Can you Insta- throw, yeah. can you rush a patch of yeah. pipe? Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, to bring it back to Burns and to, to, to now, the other thing is they've drafted a slew of undersized pass rushers. I've drafted one last year too, and 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 by more often than not, their failures at, at any position. I think that would be it. That. The guys that they – I mean, even Deshaun Hall, like he – I was about to bring him up. I yeah. was going to say, what ha- he's not even on the team anymore. Right? Yeah, just no, gone. He's, he's kicked up with around. Edelman yeah. in, the, in New York. Is it, and Sounds about right. He's yeah. kicked around. I mean, you can go back to guys like Eric Norwood coming out of South Carolina. Like, they have had numerous guys. I mean, even even Haynes. Like, mm-hmm. it's still we're still in a wait-and-see, you know, pattern with him. I, I, I just have not been impressed at, the, at their job – at the, the job they've done selecting slight – pass rushers and yet here we are drafting a first round slight pass rusher and that gives me it gives me pause but at the same time you you can't watch brian burns play football and not go if if he can do that in a panther uniform we're gonna like him just fine i mean some of those little like drop steps that he does that are just like holy toledo like they're just they just put he put a bunch of tackles on skates that you just don't see very often and good tackles too it's not like he was playing at toledo and and playing against nobody it's just playing against real 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 people. Can and he is Toledo mention in there? Yeah, I like tried. Well, I said Toledo, <laughs> and then like, I was like, that is a small Toledo? school, so I'm going to throw <laughs> it out there. Is that the secret word of some sort? Yeah. Like, I actually get paid $10 every time <laughs> I use the word Toledo. This, <laughs> is, uh, live sports. this word is, uh, this episode is sponsored by Toledo. <laughs> by the city of Toledo? By the city of Toledo. Go see it. Not as crappy as you think. <laughs> That's actually their, their I was going to say, isn't that Cleveland? No? Yeah. Is that a shot of Cleveland? Northeast Ohio in general. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you've been through worse. They you've call it the worse. Rust Belt for no reason. <laughs> what What was Nebraska's? Nebraska just came up with some sort of weird tagline like that. Like, eh. oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I feel like. Nebraska. Yeah, it was like better. It was like we're better than meh or yeah, something like that. It, it yeah. was. Yeah, it's, I mean, they just owned it. Were I mean, Were we that place in uh, the Wizard of Oz? I don't know. That's yeah. maybe they're all the same. Exactly. We're, we're all the same. Check us out. We're flat too. No, 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 I don't. I don't know what you're about to say. The 2019 light went on. Yeah. Moving on. So one guy that they did praise a lot was Greg Little. Did you like this move to go up and get him? Did they give up too much for that? I have a i I have a take. Okay. Uh, shocking. Steaming um, hot take. Yes, so hot. I think that they wanted to. I think Greg Little was in uh, was in conversations about the 16th pick, yes. and I think mm-hmm. if you saw that guy sitting there at the end of the first round, they were going to do anything and everything to go back and get him. They, you heard from, I think it was Max or somebody else tweeted out like they tried to go back into the first to get him, that, yeah. and. If you if so for me if they have him graded this highly and on the riotreport.com which I encourage everybody to go check out that's the riotreport.com uh, Vincent Richardson our draft analyst had Greg Little at his as his number one tackle and so I think that the Panthers had him rated the same way and so they said to themselves okay we wanted a guy at 16 but we couldn't pass up Burns now he keeps falling and falling and the price wasn't right to get back into the first round, but the price was right to go up and get him. And this is why you have an extra pick. 
you have your extra comp pick. They let Norwell go, so they would have an extra pick in the third round. When everybody was like, oh, well, they got four in the top 100, this is why you have four in the top 100, is so you can go back up and get a guy that you want that you think is falling. And if and if they just drafted their left tackle of the foreseeable future, it doesn't matter that they gave up 77 to go up and get him. If they gave up next year's first, if they gave up a big – 77 is inconsequential if Greg Little is the left tackle for the next 12 years in a Panthers uniform. I, I do not understand. And you're right about the first round grade. I heard, I heard similar things about him being in the mix at 16. And so at the, at the very second that you say the Panthers have a first round, not only first round grade, but a middle of the first round grade on him, trading a second and a third, if you did that any day of the week, any day of the week leading up to the draft, hey, we trade a second and a third to get a to get a, a you know a mid round first. You you would they people would be fine with it. It's, and so to me, it, it's almost like they made a move. There was a reaction. It's like they made a move. I, I I don't like the valuation of the move. Therefore, this is a bad move. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm with you that if they think he's a first round tackle, and, and we'll see, we'll see. Just yeah, like all of see. them. Yep. But if you have that grade, that you're absolutely right. There is zero problem with the price tag paid. To go up there and get them. So if you went, up, if you take seventy-seven and forty-seven and you trade it for seventeen, right? Because they would have, if they could have gotten seventeen for that price, they would have gone up and gotten Greg Little at seventeen. Is that a better trade because you traded back into the first round? You because got the, the same optics, guy, but the optics are you've moved up further to get a, like that's. It's all part of this made up. It's just this made up nonsense about this draft chart. It is. It is complete and utter. Garbage and nonsense. Because it just here's here's why. How many how many great players are in each draft? Well, guess what? It changes. Well, don't you think then when that first tier is going to drop off that that's going to matter in that draft? But no, we just use the same chart every year. Every year, there's the same number of good players <laughs> that come out. And and by the way, positions. No, the, these charts and these things that try and figure this stuff out. A second and a third to get a what they believe is a first round tackle. Oh, yes. The mock drafts, the reason everybody hates Greg Little is because he was being mocked at like 40 through 60 for this entire period. For some reason, he got the he got the lazy moniker, the takes plays off moniker, and it he never shook it. All this guy did was go out and play good football for four years at Ole Miss. Three years, four years? I don't know. For uh, however many years, edit point right here. No, I'm just joking. We don't edit the show. Um <laughs> Uh, he went out and played good football at Ole Miss and put a ton of good tape out there, but because he had this five-star recruit but couldn't get on the field as a freshman, weird thing, he had something where they say soft, He's uh, he takes plays off, he's lazy. All that stuff is in the – I didn't see any of that stuff on tape, and if Marty and Ron are convinced that he is not soft and lazy and takes plays off, then I'm sold. I, I don't need – Mel Kuyper to tell me that he should have been drafted at 37. If they ha- if they wanted to get him, go up and get him, and I have no problem with it. If if they are able to solve their left tackle problems for a, a significant amount of time, and the price tag is a second and a third, think about that. Not just in terms of cap and all the things like the money you spent on Matt Khalil and you know in the years past, and but the first round picks that other teams have spent, like the capital that people have put into trying to solve that left tackle. If they get it right with a second and a third. You don't even like it's. It's such a joke to think that anybody would be upset with that that yeah. trade value. 
yeah, if this is your guy, if this is who you wanted, then the trade is worth it. If like you like you said, if he comes in and he's your left tackle for a decade or or whatever, then if it, it's worth it. If this was the guy on your board that you wanted, it doesn't matter what the people on the outside say or all the experts because like regardless, you wanted this guy and you were going to try and get him. So if he works out, it's on you. If he doesn't work out, it's on you, but at least you got the guy that you wanted. Now, on the field, I mean, we've heard all the things. He played with Kyler Murray in high school. You know, he's a great player there and, and played well when he did get on the field in college. And then it's hard to shake those. And, and I feel like everyone always looks for a downside with everybody because you never see anybody on the draft board that's just like all the pros and then there's no cons. So, I mean, the mean streak thing, I mean, yeah, like people could say he doesn't have a mean streak and you want your guys in the trenches to have a mean streak, but we don't really know how he's going to react as an LFL player until we see him in an actual game, and I feel like I keep saying that, but, you know, it's going to be figured out when we see him on the field, but I think the good thing about him and just listening to him talk when he had the opening press conference, I mean, he's a guy that said he's competitive. He said he wants to beat his mom when they're playing, what was it, chess or something yeah. like that? or, or Checkers? Or, yeah, or, spades. spades. That's spades, what it was, yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean, he's a, you know, like, you like to hear that. And you like a guy that takes it personal when anyone basically breathes on his quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he said that. And you like it the, for the fact that he played with a mobile quarterback in Kyler Murray in high school. And he said he loves, you know, protecting for a mobile quarterback. He actually likes that better as opposed to somebody that just stands in the pocket. Now, he does have to work on his protection in the run game. And both Marty and Ron admitted that. And he said he needs to get better at that as well. But, I mean... That's all a learning process for these guys. I mean, bringing this guy in, and if he can become that left tackle that allows you to move the other guys back into their natural positions, it shores up the line a little bit because what have we been talking about the past year and a half? Like, this line is a mess, and you got all these guys out of position. If they can figure that out and Little turns out to be the left tackle and the other guys can slide into their strongest positions, then it's all worth it. So, you know. Yeah, you went up and you got the guy. That, that 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 to me is like we keep saying it. And the other thing is that before the draft, it's like, well, we got to address edge rusher and offensive line. And that's exactly what they did with their first two picks. They went out and got their number one edge rusher. Obviously, Bosa was high, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like their number one guy yeah. that they could get. And then they got their number one guy that they could get at both positions. Yeah. And we were like, well, I can't believe they traded out. A, you could have had Chase Winowich at 77. Now guaranteed Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, he does play for the Pats, so he's probably going <laughs> to be he's gonna be great. Yeah, um, but it's like uh, for me, and I, I did actually like Chase Benovich, but whatever. <laughs> uh, the problem is that like it's you can't win. You just can't yeah. win. No. If you ans- if they answer defensive end and left tackle, I mean, what more could you ask out of a draft? Great. Back. Everything. Everything. Everything else is gravy if you get those two picks right. What if you get your quarterback of the future? Well, Ding, are you trying to move three. the show along, or what are we doing? Ding <laughs> round three. <laughs> Ding round three. Colin, I'm going to let you start. I was really disappointed in, in, in my fellow Panther fans on Twitter. Um, oh, that seems like a recipe <laughs> no, for no, no, a recipe no, for I'm going to fight this battle. I'm going to fight this battle. Are you sure they're real and not bots? No, or they're no, real? no, these are these are real people. <laughs> these are real people because they, yeah, they are real people. No, I, this, you know, we, 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 I t- we talked about it a little bit at the beginning that this is a young man. They they uh, picked it with the third, a compensatory pick in the third round. Okay, anybody that if you're taking a pick. So seriously, so seriously, that is a third-round compensatory pick that you must fire off not one, not two, but multiple salvos of tweets about how bad this pick was. Congratulations, you're Scrooge. 
Congratulate you have the tiniest heart that you could possibly imagine. Just imagine this kid like this isn't picking, you know, Steve Alford over over Reggie Miller back in the days that the, the pace or the Indiana fans wanted the Pacers to do. This was a third round compensatory pick. It has three digits in the pick. That means ninety nine other players have been picked out of just this class. Just this class. And yet, people are upset about this. And to me, it's it's just a bummer because how this this kid's like this is this is the dream. This is the absolute dream, and at a great spot. And I think this kid, we've seen this kid have swagger. We we've seen him kick butt on the football field here, and he, he he's played a lot of football. And I think they are better at backup quarterback the second they drafted Wilger than they were even to back to the final years of Derek Anderson at backup quarterback because. He was he was not prepared to go and play a football game. I think Will Greer's gonna go out there, have a chance to play for the Carolina Panthers, his, his you know childhood team in his hometown, and that I, I, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see him with Christian McCaffrey, with DJ, with all those guys on that offense because he's gonna he's gonna do things that Cam doesn't do, and it's it, it, he's not gonna be at that level. But I'm excited to see. And I feel better about investing him him for two or three years than I do anybody else that they brought in behind Cam. Are we swayed by the fact that he's from here? Well, it feels like the fact that because he's from here, it can't be a good pick. Okay, I like it, I think it's way, I think it's sw- yeah. well because when when the Bobcats say, when the Bobcats, Bobcats started it does kind of scream a Bobcat. <laughs> no, it does. I know. And JJ made the joke. It, you know, it's it's fine. Thirty minutes after I I played with it in draft status, it's fine. I, you know, I didn't get it right. He got it right. JJ got it right. Uh, you, JJ. But, uh, but no, it's, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is it fine? Of the podcast. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. No, but the, when, they, when the Bobcats drafted Raymond Felton and Sean May coming off of a national championship, and it's like, so now anytime there's a guy that's like local, now Clemson's okay. South Carolina's, it's, it's like far enough. <laughs> there's levels. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that, but, you know, anyways, they all play in it's, Oakland now. Yeah. Everyone from Clemson. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I do think it worked against him because I think the people felt like I do think that people felt like it was a, a gimmick pick, and to me, I I don't I do I do not think that at all. Like I don't think there's, you know the the and, and part of it too is the Chris Leak thing that that was a thing for a while too, yeah. where it's like we had the hometown kid that went into Florida just like Wilger. Um, and did he go to Florida? I thought he went he to West did. Virginia. I know. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then people for years would say, Hey, we should try him here. We should try him here. We should try him here. Um, and I think people, and, and so I don't know if there's you know, tinges of that that, are, that have hung over, but I do think that it played a role. And I think it, I don't know. I, I think people just wanted to be sour for some reason on Twitter. No, yeah, but no, but no. this is Panther. Like I, I get it. <laughs> right. I get it. But I'm saying this is Panther fans. Like this was Panther on Panther crime. Like if Will Greer was goes on, if he goes on Twitter and and sees what Panther fans, his hometown team, saying about him right after he gets drafted, he's not, he, you know, he's bummed out. That sucks. I don't know. I, it, it's third round compensatory pick. Let the kid play some football before you. Were you guys surprised that he was there? That he was there at one hundred? Yeah, I was a little bit. Um, I so here's here is basically to me is what happened. The Panthers had Will Greer as their third best quarterback on the board behind, I don't know, Haskins and one of the other ones that went. Kyler. Locke, Jones, Kyler. Oh, yeah. I don't know. One of those three yeah. guys. So they had Will Greer as their third best quarterback on the board. He was there at the 100th pick, either right behind them or at 102. The Pats were picking, and they also were in the market mm-hmm. for a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so they said to themselves, 
if we want to get our guy, just to be clear, someone that they had ranked as the third best quarterback in the entire class and was available at 100, they said, hey, this is a great value and perhaps the best player available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's go and get him at a position of need. Let's go and get him at 100. Now, I know everybody and their mom wanted Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who somehow everybody had watched tape on starting at, like, pick 90 <laughs> and thought Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was the next com second coming of Ronnie Lott. But I, I think that – again, I did like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson also. <laughs> but uh, but by everybody, he means himself. <laughs> I think I mocked him to the Panthers at 100. But I think that Will Greer is was a guy that they had – Ranked high, they kind of did exactly what they're supposed to do. They have somebody ranked higher than their spot at 100. They know somebody is going to take him at 102. And I ca and I said to a lot of people, like if he, if they well, take the last time they knew the Patriots anything with the Patriots it was the Armani Edwards pick. So let's yeah, say, let's, uh, let's, all right, let's that's not say that they knew uh, never mind. No, but it, but they did. The Pats went up and bought and got um, uh, Stidham. So they they obviously and they liked Greer too. So those guys were both in the same class to me and. Just to go back for a second, when the Panthers went up for Greg Little, the pick after them, the Bills went up for Cody Ford. So it was obvious that those guys, there were there were tackles on people's mind. This these guys know more than we do about where other people are going and and where the value is. Now all that being said, so I think that at 100, you have a guy that's rated highly on your board at a position of need because the backup quarterback now is the best backup quarterback of Cam Newton's entire career. Sorry, Derek, if you're listening, uh, four, because um, he plays golf. Uh, I think that it's all that being said. Pizza, he also eats. Yeah, all that being just said. words out now. <laughs> there were other places they could have gone at 100, and they could have made – made an impact on their roster. But the reality is, is this guy was most likely the best player available on Marty Herney's board at a position of need. So they went out and got him. Would it, would I have done it? Maybe, but I, I see where they're coming from. I, I'm, I know I'm just hedging everything that I say, but like, I see where they're coming from. But at the same time, it's like, this is what you want them to do is go out and get a guy that they have ranked highly and trust their instinct, trust their gut. You say Marty Herney is great at the first round. These guys all have first-round grades. Yeah. I think if the Patriots had taken Will Greer, everyone would be raving about how great a pick it was as a backup quarterback because mm -hmm. yep. anything mm -hmm. the Patriots do is great, obviously. But, like, I mean, for the Panthers, they've been talking about, and even Ron said a couple years ago they figured out when they had, you know, when Derek Anderson wasn't coming back – that they had this change where they're like, we don't just need a backup quarterback. We need somebody we can groom for the future. So with Will Greer, that's someone that you can hopefully groom for the future because they saw Kyle Allen, they saw Taylor Heineke, and while they liked those two guys, let's be real, if they liked them that much, then they wouldn't have drafted Will Greer, you know? Yep. So and they, if they liked him that much, they wouldn't have watched him. Watch, yeah. <laughs> How do you think Panthers Twitter would have reacted if – the Patriots took him. Do you think it would have been the opposite reaction? Like, well, why, he, didn't, well, why we, didn't you take him? Because he's from him? Charlotte, and and we know, and they, they they talked about they had visits with Will Greer, so they talked about how much they liked this guy. So, if they sense that someone else, like we've said, the Patriots were going to come up and take him, then you know it's all like a chess game. They're all trying to figure out who somebody else is going to try and take, and if they're going to take him before and they have him on their board, then they're going to take him before someone else can. So if that's the situation and you know you want Will Greer, 
then at that position, you take him at the risk of losing. You know, like there's other quarterbacks that were still on the board. And like you said, Stidham went after. And I think Ryan Finley didn't go to the fourth round. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you could see some people out there that thought some of those guys that went after Greer were actually better quarterbacks. We're not going to know until we see these guys on the field. Now, the one thing I noticed about Greer is he's not as big as I thought he was when he was in Mm -hmm. the press conference room. Yeah. He looks kind of small. Um, but I'm I mean, kind of small here, no, because this is important. He's like, <laughs> especially he was, given I guess like the, the other backup quarterback. Slight, I guess. But mm. I mean, you don't have to be big to yeah. be a quarterback like that. That doesn't go. I just thought he, he was bigger than he school. was until I saw him. But he gets brownie points because he shook everybody, oh God, every media member. He shook their hands after he was done. Yeah, he so really he's did. He's a stand-up guy. I mean, I don't know That's if you need your quarterback cool. to be a stand-up guy. You can be a jerk and be a good quarterback. Who knows? But True. I did like that about him. I mean, there are obviously knocks. He doesn't have the strongest arm of the world. But, you know, we just played a season where the quarterback couldn't throw it further than 10 yards. So, I mean, if he could throw it further than 10 yards like Cam could last year, then, all right, we're already ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, so he's got intangibles. He has the ability to be a good quarterback. Um, Obviously, he's going to sit behind Cam. Hopefully, Cam's healthy to start the year. But he's going to be there to learn, and he's going to be in the room with Cam and whichever, you know – what Kyle Allen and Taylor are still technically on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. So he just adds depth to the room, as they say, when you know like they want him to be the back of the right. turn. But, I mean, I also like it from a standpoint of it puts a fire under Cam because, like, this is the first time they brought his successor in. Mm-hmm. So he's staring at the guy that is could potentially take his job. And, like, yeah, of course they're going to be cool now, whatever. But, like, you know, Cam's obviously been motivated, and I think, his ego took a hit last year, and he's admitted that. He's come out and talked about how he, it, it hurt him to not play well and to be hurt and to try and play through it and just to realize that your career could be over like that. So now not only does he have that, he has a guy in the room with him that could take his job. So if you need any more motivation, Cam's got it. So from a standpoint of motivating your QB1, this is a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the other thing, it's the elephant in the room, so we got to address it, right? I mean – Cam Newton's going to be 30 years old and has Contract. had two yeah. shoulder procedures over the last two years. Like, it is just – it; those are facts. And whether or not you want to say, like, well, he can play for another six years, uh, that's fine. That's great. We all hope that he does play for another six years at 2015 levels. But if he doesn't, you cannot just put your head in the sand and pretend and, – and if it's not Will Greer, you wasted a, the 100th pick in the draft, which doesn't matter. Like that's that's the reality. Yeah, you know how many third round quarterbacks have been drafted? There are a ton of fir- third round quarterbacks over the last fifteen years. And if your name isn't Russell Wilson, you haven't been good. So it, it, this is the time when he's when he's going to turn thirty, and you say, okay, so let's go get a guy in the third round. He can sit behind Cam. Maybe he sits behind Cam for his entire rookie deal. And then you have to, then you make your Jimmy Garoppolo decision. But this is what smart teams do: is they go out and they they address something before they absolutely have to. Because everybody keeps saying, "Well, if Cam's dead, then then the season's over anyway. They should just tank." But that is not the right attitude. You can't just tank out and try to go for Tua because Tua might not be that good. You got to take as many shots at the dartboard as you can. And they did it with when if you're going to do it with the hundredth pick in the draft, then uh, who gives a shit? It's one. There's, there's the other curse. Sorry. I used both of them. And I, I think they really hit the sweet spot here because as we said in last week's show, I, I was adamant that I didn't want to see him use one of the first, you know, 
third round or first three round picks. All three of us yeah. said that. Nick yep. was the only and one. And we all said one hundred. I don't know why the, I pointed at you. You're not Nick, like, but he was sitting right there. <laughs> and yet Nick. it doesn't. I mean, like it. You know, it doesn't look like they would have been there, at, or he would have been there at one fifteen. Nope. So no, he would not. Way. He would and not have. So yeah. So at one fifteen, we're not having this conversation because okay. it's right. a fourth round pick, and everybody's fine with it. So we're, yep. we're we're quibbling over fifteen picks within the middle of the draft here. One of those picks was Chauncey Gardner Johnson. <laughs> but we're quibbling about fifteen picks because nobody would complain it was a, a fourth round or a fourth round pick. The other thing is, if you say, "Well, I'd rather have seen them play later or wait later." I, who are you getting there? Because I think there's a very real possibility, as we just discussed with Cam Shoulder, that Will Greer is going to play one game at least this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you would you place a wager on Cam playing 16 games now? You know, he may come out and be full Brahma Bull and say, I'm not sitting for anybody, and that, that wouldn't surprise me. We've seen it out of him, him before. But based on the average of the last several years, Will Greer's going to need to play a game. And there's nobody you're picking in the fifth, sixth, seventh round that you're going to feel better about throwing out there. Well, and if anyone's trying to use – this pick to like decipher what is going on with Cam and his shoulder and how healthy it is. This didn't tell us anything. Well, Marty, well, and Marty was nothing. adamant. He was adamant when they when they came in. The, he literally the, pounded the table. Yeah, yeah he's like Cam he was adamant. Right. And, and and see, but he was. It felt like yeah, you, he was pounding the table yeah. because he was anticipating. See, this is the thing. Marty was yeah, anticipating, anticipating what the media reaction was going to be mm-hmm. before he even got down to that room, and that's why they continue to have this negative tone. Uh, in these press conferences, when it should be upbeat because you're adding dudes to the team. All right, I'm, I'm off that one. Don't you think <laughs> you're saying one. that a little bit for Cam, too? Because yeah. yes. Cam was going to, you know. That's true. And if we know a guy's got a fragile ego, it's Cam as much as he's, like, brash. and You know, like, he's still. I, I think to me, you you said this, and it, and it, like, crystallized in my head. You said it, like, two years ago. How many years – do we have to debate whether Cam Newton is still going to be the starter for the Carolina Panthers? Do we have to? Can we go one off season without it being like, well, uh, you know, maybe this is the year when Derek Anderson starts? Like that. That was those were actually conversations. And when people they made a third round pick, the one hundredth pick in the draft, and people are like, well, this guy should is he going to start over Cam Newton, who won the MVP four seasons ago, and drag these teams to their to the playoffs? Like. Well, yeah, this it's it's utterly ridiculous. Like no one else has to deal with this. Do you know how many quarterbacks the Pats have drafted in Tom Brady's career? They've drafted ten quarterbacks while Tom Brady has been on the roster, including the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. They drafted, <laughs> and three of those quarterbacks they drafted before the Panthers drafted Will Greer. So. This is what teams do. If you want to go with the Patriots model, everybody's like, oh, you got to do what the Patriots do. They go out and they make, they look at value and they go out and get somebody at the most valuable position that they think is good, that they think is a good value. They let them learn. And just in case something happens, you, you have a backup plan that didn't not have a job for two months last year. Sorry, Kyle. I love you. If you're oh, listening. He is. That was so weird. I, was and we I meant it. to go like this. I meant <laughs> to go like right this. At, you looked right at the other Josh. Too. And then I went, <laughs> no, I went right down the barrel. And I'm, oh my God, connection. there's no <laughs> way that that's not going to be in the trailer, right? <laughs> it has to be the trailer. Cheese and rice. It has yeah. to be. Um, uh, let's run through um, the rest of these guys pretty quickly. Good um, Lord. Are you all right? Do no, you need a moment? I might, we might need to stop. You're acting, like, you're acting like the Panthers just drafted quarterback at 100. <laughs> <laughs> And then I did some sort of weird 
kissing peace <laughs> sign towards yeah. the. Was that trying to do a Sammy Sosa? Or I was trying to. No, I was you're trying to do like this. You panicked. You're like, I don't. I don't. Um, this fourth and fifth round picks, Christian Miller and Jordan Scarlett, Josh one. Am I Josh one or are you Joshua? He's still uh, going through it. I think you're Josh one. Okay. I think we're, I'm going to call him big dog to get him back to life. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks little dog. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. What do you think of these guys? Uh, so Christian Miller, uh, another, like you talked about how the, the biggest secret is to switch it to a three, four defense. Right. This is another point that that's very evident with Miller. Cause he could play. Edge rusher, he could slide to linebacker. I mean, the big question with him is durability because he did miss – he missed national championship games past season. with The hamstring the year before, torn biceps. So, if he could stay healthy, he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the moves to be a good edge rusher. Um, and he comes from a good program in Bama. So, you like that. Uh, the big question mark I had down with him is just his ability to stay healthy. Um, but you also want one of these edge rushers, like you said, to work out. Uh, Jordan Scarlett, speaking of question marks, I mean, this dude had, what, he suspended two different seasons for yeah. what well, you had the whole credit card fraud thing in his junior year, the marijuana possession in his freshman year. And all right, so they talked about going into the draft. We want a guy because, I mean, the biggest not kept secret last year was Christian McCaffrey going to touch the ball every single possession. So you want a guy that you can bring in that can do the similar things that McCaffrey can do. So does Jordan do that? I mean, all we saw from him was him rushing the ball. And, and in the post-presser, you know, presser they talked about, like, yeah, he didn't have that many opportunities to catch the ball in the backfield. But from what we've seen, he has that ability to do that. Well, he didn't really do it at Florida. I mean, yeah, he picked his spots and he looked good, and then he didn't <laughs> look so good. So he's kind of inconsistent and – my biggest thing with them, if you're going to draft a running back, you got to use him. Like Cameron Ars Payne's been on that team for how long? It feels like yeah. 20 years. And they, I, I mean, I've been in the camp, but just let the guy go play somewhere. Yeah. Like you're just holding him hostage because when he does uh, fill in, he plays decently well. You I have mean, to keep the value high. If he gets a scuff on him, the value just plummets. <laughs> I mean, they're treating him like a new car. He's uh, whatever. Either way, so if you're going to bring Jordan in, and yeah, you use them in the later rounds, I would hope that he's going to get some kind of opportunity to play, but I still feel like he's going to be there as a backup, and if McCaffrey, you know, gets hurt, then maybe you play him, but I still feel like this is the McCaffrey offense. So, you know, he's good if he works out. If not, I don't think there's anything against. Yeah, I mean, the, dra yeah. the draft is hard, right? So yeah. it's like everybody after <laughs> after pick 99 yeah. is like, well, if they don't work out, then who cares? You just cut them. It's fine. Right. Right. Like Deshaun Hall, is anybody really mourning the Deshaun Hall era? He was picked higher than Will Greer, picked higher than Jordan Scarlett, higher than Christian Miller, and they cut him after one season, and everybody, nobody really cared. Like that, it is what it is on these late-round picks. I think Christian Miller, it was weird. I actually feel like they did a little bit of this with their whole draft class where they yeah. looked at guys that had one flaw – <laughs> that caused them to fall down draft boards. It's like Brian Bird's too small. Greg Little, uh, uh, soft. soft yeah. um, Christian Miller has uh, hamstring problems. Jordan Scarlett uh, breaks the law all, <laughs> all the, the time. time. Doesn't uh, have hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, shady dude. exactly. Dennis Daly is uh, is uh, only has one leg. Like these things are like <laughs> the they they had like one flaw, but it makes and then him they more went natural said, right tackle. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's well, he's right legged, so he's. That's what he's. Uh, that's what he, he's he has he has, a, he has trouble kicking over. Yeah, to the the, left so you side. should see the slide. The <laughs> Something they've never seen before. Got that hop so step. Just... Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. You should see him pull. Oh God! All right, end the show. We've 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 lost control. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, I had God. a point. You know,
they went it? for these guys that had a flaw that had them caused fall down other draft boards mm-hmm. and something that they felt like they either they could fix or was being overvalued or over stim- you know like was yeah. causing too much of a problem. I, I just and so they went out and said, okay, Jordan Scarlett, a lot people have a six round pick on him or a six round grade because he steals credit cards. Uh, He's not going to steal credit cards when he's got a six hundred thousand dollars salary. Only knock, then I mean, it's just a stolen credit card. Yeah, exactly. It's Whatever. Just a fraud. I'm sure it's not even a stolen. I'm sure. So, I'm sure, like an agent or somebody it's gave him a stolen credit yeah. card. And right. whatever he smoked weed and when he was right. freshman, like if that's illegal, it's uh, Florida. B- b- lock me up. Statute of limitation is out anyway. You're good. You know what I like about Christian Miller? I'm hard-pressed to think you could find a better pass rusher that knows how to play the position in in a day three situation than Christian Miller. Yeah. And I – look – you, you you nailed it. It's is he going to be able to stay on the field? That's that feels like the only question because if he is, he has uh, the the moves. I like the fact that it feel like between him and Terry Godwin, even Will Greer, that they got guys that I feel like no. It's like they finally started appreciating. You know, Christian McCaffrey grew up in a football household. It seems that did he gives him a little what? gives him a little leg up. Seems to have some you know thought about right. football more than the other you know a lot of other. And and I think in day three you look. And, and even including Greer, that you look and they, they got guys that are football household guys. And I know that that sounds like one of the old draft guy things. But when you watch Christian Miller, you can tell that he has played and thought about a lot of football because of how varied he is out there on the, on the field. And that is something that's, – that's a tremendous asset to get out of a day three pass rusher where normally it's like, well, he's strong as an ox, he's got some quickness, and he's got his one move. You know, but we're going to try and teach him you know, a couple Other others. Moves, yeah. I, I also really like um, – I like Dennis Daly. They they said in the press the presser after the draft they said we really like our guys. They all it was like five SEC guys, an ACC guy, and a Big Twelve, Big Ten. I don't know where's Old Miss. Uh, is that SEC? That's SEC. SEC. I thought you were messing with West Virginia. I thought I thought you were confused on on them. Yeah, Wait, is that 12. where I'm? That Big, 12. Big Twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I only know about Big Dogs. Um, <laughs> Uh, I There's think only that, one in this conference. That's right, the big one. Um, nope, nope, that was awkward and weird. <laughs> no, sorry for that. But they they made a point of saying we wanted these guys to play against a high, a, a high level of competition. Somebody like Dennis Daly is not going to be asked to go in and, and start right now. But they they had nothing behind these tackles. So if you if you are saying okay, well Daryl Williams or Taylor Milton's going to swing over and play left guard. Now you're in a position where it's Greg Little and one other dude at tackle, and it's like, well, who's the – Isaiah Battles, the backup? At least you got a guy that you may you maybe like as your fourth tackle. So that's it for Dennis Daly. And Terry Godwin, I guess, is Demir Bird 2.0 and is probably going to get hurt all the time and maybe not even make the so, team. So no, Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we, we need to slow down because Jordan Scarlett's the day three guy that's not going to make the team. Cause Ooh, I'll do you want to bet? I'll what take Holyfield over Scarlett. I forgot they signed Holyfield. Holyfield over Scarlett in, the, in a Georgia versus Florida battle. I think if I it's like Holyfield it. versus uh, Godwin, they're taking Holyfield. I think they would rather have three, two rookie running backs than than that, that rookie, rookie wide receiver. Uh, I yeah, think that Terry, won't Terry, play. Terry, won't play. Terry <laughs> Godwin. For the inactive list. All right. All right. I think Terry Godwin is better than everybody else that you think is in Terry Godwin's class on this roster. I think Terry Godwin has a chance to be Jarius Bird. In the long term, like for like, if you think of what Jerry's Bird was, Demir Bird or Jerry's Jerry's, 
Jairus Wright. Jairus Wright. Jairus Wright. Wright. Gotcha. Sorry. I, I, well, I Jairus Bird yes, is a person. Is a person. Yeah. Combine I, those two, yeah. and it's an unstoppable assault. Yeah, and, and, and we have our safety! And we have our safety! I'm so mad that Kevin's out here right I now. I know. <laughs> God, I wish that had been. Uh, that story. was just wishful thinking coming through. Yeah, sorry. Jerry's, Jerry's right. I, I I think Godwin is a is a route runner. You and when I watched him at Georgia, he caught ball. He would catch balls on third down all the time. And I think he is the kind of guy that can be that uh, that security blanket. He is still a little undersized. That's why he um, lasts as long as he did. But I like him better than any of the guys that we've had in the. Not really a wide receiver, but we're going to throw him out there for 10 plays. The Philly Browns, I think he has a chance to be um, better than that, that crop of guys. That was actually his comp on NFL.com with Philly I did, Brown. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, Chuck, I, yeah. Corey I Brown, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, Philly. <laughs> yes. Well, now that we're out of the draft, uh, there's some noticeable uh, holes in the roster still to fill. Is there one that we had a song about? I, I feel like Colin should start because – I mean, he made a song for this, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was for Josh because I said, I said I didn't buy it. I didn't think this is, I've, I've been I've been fooled for a decade. I wasn't getting fooled yep. anymore. Yep. And I was happy to hand the torch over. So how was it? How was it being the guy that was, that was optimistic about a free safety on draft weekend? Here's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that once we got past a certain point, once yep. they got to Will Greer at 100, and they passed by our guys, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who may or may not be the best safety who's ever lived. Um, <laughs> once that didn't happen at 100, they're just signing a free agent. Like, it's just right. 100% true. So instead of being like, well, we drafted this guy in the fifth, and we're real excited, and Ron can come out and be like, well, we like he does a lot of nice things, and he does a great job out <laughs> there, and we're really excited about how Corn Elder looks at safe. We're going to give him a real look, right. and Cole Luke is a guy that we really like. Instead of that, they just they didn't get a safety. The board didn't fall the way they wanted it to, and now they just go out. They they restructured Luke's contract for a reason. They have fourteen million dollars worth of space. Seven of it is going to go to the rookie class. You got seven million left. Two million of that is for Trey Boston, Mike Mitchell, Darian Stewart, Glover Quinn. Like one of these guys that's not the best safety in the world. It's we've been playing this game for since the Hornets had Scotty Burrell as their shooting guard. Howdy Burrell, what a throwback. It's true. It's true. That's a, you don't that's want a nice to dust off uh, Kurt Coleman and bring him back? I mean, would you be surprised if Kurt Coleman, he was at Jay Stu's. Uh, right. Yeah. Not, not to mention he has nothing left into the tank, but I love Kurt. Yeah, I, or Mike Adams for that yeah, matter. I mean, I mean whatever. Not? Bring him back. He played well last year. Right? He's just like 55 uh, years yeah, old. Okay, that, the problem is that has yeah. been the philosophy for for a while now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the no, philosophy that's right. gotten us in trouble. But that's yeah. – they. But, go ahead. Uh, free safety is a tough position to, to, to put big draft capital in for a lot of people because it, it feels like it's a position you can take away. Like if you, you – know, okay, oh, they've got the greatest free safety, plays great center field. Well, we're, we're not going to throw – we're not going to throw deep. You know, mm -hmm. we're not going to do – do those things. Is that um, good, though? Don't you want people to not yeah. throw deep? Well, but it depends because, I mean, you know, like, yes, but then against the quarterbacks that matter, they can they can operate. Mm -hmm. You go, oh, I got to operate a really good point. 20 yards? Yeah, okay. Smart. Right. Damn it. So, I think that's why you – I think for for the fans, like, we see the interceptions, we see the plays, and, and I think it, it leads to, to safeties getting pushed up draft boards. But I think a lot of times these guys feel like they are, you know, on the football side that – Find a dude that's not going to let someone get behind him. And, uh, and after that, it's, you know. 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, as long as they don't sign Eric Berry to like a six million dollar contract, I'm fine. I get it. Nikki is so mad that I even said his mentioned his name like I Beetlejuice. Just, uh, it is. It's like Beetlejuice. Now Twitter's going to start talking about it. Like, well, why haven't we oh, they, Eric they were yet? as soon as CGJ didn't get drafted at 100. Are you that close that you can call him that? Yeah, it's not guy. like he's GVR. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, it's funny in the draft. Were you there on Friday night? Friday night? What day was was but, day three? No, that was Friday night. Through, yeah. No, day three was Saturday. Yeah, no, but when, when all the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson talked, oh, that was no, Friday. Was oh. Friday yeah. And we, like, at about pick 85, we started uh, joking around about, like, who we thought it was going to be. Because I'll be perfectly frank. In the media room, when it was midnight, and it seemed as if Will Greer was going to be the pick, reporters were unhappy because it meant that we were going to have to stay for a really long time. And so we were like, why don't they yeah. just draft Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? We'll right. write a draft Panthers, okay. fill their safety hole, and then we'll get, yeah. get the F.O. Maybe I'll have a nice whiskey on the way home. Um, but then it's Will Greer, and you got to yeah, that's a whole yeah. thing. So it's, it's a whole, whole thing. Um, but I, I think that there, and so we kept being like Chauncey Gardner, it's happening, and then it didn't happen. And then, so. and then, and then the wah, local guy. Wah. That, yeah. yeah. What other noticeable holes on this roster? Um, I think if they are, if if if. At, at the three four, they probably need another defensive lineman, which I think they're probably gonna go out and get a guy that you've never heard of that will someone will inevitably fall in love with and be like, Alan Bailey's my guy, I love him. Like, which is the way it is with most defensive linemen, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Where> people, <laughs> people probably weren't excited for the Kyle Love signing in the first place, but then they when they re-signed him, everybody was like, Yeah, we got him back, baby! Championship. They like him in those little half shirts. Yeah. yeah well, stomach all out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> proud as hell. Proud. Yeah, you know. Loud and proud. Got to be. Hey, Cody Ely's probably out there somewhere. Go oh, he it. probably is a part. Yeah, they, you're yeah. not right. You're not wrong. Failed defensively. Yeah, they could probably use. Played well in the Super Bowl though. So yeah. really that's why he walks yeah. around with the DVD. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just hands it out to people. Uh, don't they need a nickel corner still? Ish. Don't they have them right? <laughs> what? Don't they have Wait a, a bunch they, of them? Do we believe in corn and the corn and and Kevon and who's the? There's another Kevon one and Rashawn Golden, right? I mean, I think they're. I think Golden's going to be their nickel corner. Like they don't just say that kind of stuff. And why? I mean, the experiment ended. Also, when you want, you want. Sorry, I feel like Colin because I get mad, but it's like you can let it out. This you is want, a safe space. You want, you want the Panthers to draft the safety in the third round, but they did that last year, and he's not going to be on the team in 2021. Like these, they don't. It doesn't work every time. Yeah. And so then it's like, sorry, like these these picks don't work all the time, and it's just frustrating. Like it's just. Everybody thinks every pick is going to be either all pro or if they didn't go with the guy that you wanted, then he stinks. Well, and yeah, it's because everybody in the middle. drafted a fantasy team at some point, and they think that they know. They, they know. are a GM. Yeah. They get it. Figure it all out. You know? Did Bruce Irvin sign play D-end in the, in the 3-4? Or is he playing – or that you think they're going to – I mean – I think he's the one of the outside linebackers at the 3-4. Okay. I think he could probably play both. So, I think yeah. he's going to do a little bit of both. And, like, I think they – that they uh, – you know, they love those those versatile Still guys that can play. Yeah, exactly. But I think, yeah, those are the. That's a tough spot for Mario, though. I yeah. Feel like, I feel like yeah. he's kind of the odd man. And, and he was the one that get you know, finally got, got his payday. But got his payday, though. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Count your money. Yeah, exactly. You Count your money and then and then sign one more like one one year seven yeah. million dollar deal like Charles Johnson did and then right off you're a team leader and then have a ridiculous press conference where you wear a funny looking suit. And yeah. is this why they're is this why they're keeping Vernon Butler 
you know, they're, they're going to see him. About Vern. Mm-hmm. They're going to see what he he may be able to. I, Maybe in the nose, I guess, is what they say. Mm-hmm. Like I, he's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever see a picture of Vernon Butler on draft night? Like he weighs like a hundred pounds more than he did on draft night. That really? may not be true, but it's <laughs> but facts. It's, but he looks like here. I'm going to just pull he it ate up an and then entire you, Brian Burns. And then yeah. you guys in this audio <laughs> medium can uh, can Google can them. listen to us react. To how to, um, yeah, how to, how, put on? to how Vernon Butler looks now. I'm going to guess he put now. on 20 pounds. Max. Oh, do I need to look up his weight? But I'm just t- I'm telling you by, like, looks. Look at that. Does that is that what Vernon Butler looks like now? I don't know. I don't no. see what he looks like Vernon now. Butler is humongous now. All right. I'll be pulling up a picture of Vernon Check Butler here in a second. Check this Why don't you text him and All right, ask here we go. him how much he weighs? Look at that. that. That's Vernon Butler when he was drafted. Okay. okay. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. And by sorry, I mean Not you're, sorry. you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, 2019. Uh, I guess 2018 because he didn't take a lot of pictures in 2019. You he was young. Check his gram. <laughs> his gram has his stats. <laughs> he's probably got his all on there. Come oh. on, you guys. I mean, he's squatting there. It's Come on, you guys. All right, I'm sorry. Well, he had just gone through the draft process, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. All right. I'm all sorry. Right. Well, let's let's end this. Uh. Yeah, Me, let's us play. looking at I, pictures. All right. Well, I just want to say I'm as optimistic Damn, about their day three uh, as I've been. <laughs> it was really pretty much any draft. I really feel like they, each one of these guys, they've got their own obstacle. They've got their own hurdle. But I feel like all of these guys, if they can get over that hurdle, you feel like I, I can see them on an NFL field. And to get that in, in day three, I think, is is nice job by the guys. I look as much as I Terry Godwin at the – Playing for the Orlando Apollos, just tearing it up. You, that's Aww, fine. R.I.P. That's fine. Yeah. Is that an AAF team? It was. I wouldn't even. Did you get yeah. a GG jersey before it no, all? No, but ended? they're probably on sale right now. Hey. Probably super cheap. Can we play a game? Yes. Game time. Game time. Camp to K one. So rank one to ninety nine. We are doing draft class grades. Who wants to go first? Colin. Oh, oh, I get to go first. On this one. Because hmm. you're the only person not named Josh or Nikki. I'm going to give this <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this a solid Wesley Walls. I think this is an wow. 85. You got – look, it, they went and got two of their top guys at, t- at the two positions that you would want them to get in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they traded to get up for it. Uh, I, I'm not convinced that anybody else is going to be a bona fide starter. Um, but I think all these guys have a chance. So I'm going to give it a solid, solid B grade. Okay. Josh won. I'm going to give it a Greg Olson. Because mm. I gave it nice. a B-plus on air the other day. I, with the ability to slide to an A-, minus a 91. I don't even know who's 91. Cox. Is 91? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but I said, for the mere fact that I think they got – from their standpoint, I give it an 88 because I think they got what they wanted for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think they filled – you know, they addressed the trenches getting, you know, you know, basically two guys on the line, offensive line, two guys on the defensive line. They got a backup quarterback in Will Greer. They got what they—I mean—they got what they were looking for. Like whether these guys pan out or not, that's still yet to be seen. But at the moment, I feel—I think better about this draft than I did last year. So, eighty-eight feels about right to me. Yeah, yeah. Big dog. You know, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's weird <laughs> because last year I got a grade on scale to three fifty. <laughs> big dog. Um, big dog. So much Vernon Butler waste. <laughs> um, Close. I think, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so it's interesting that you mentioned last year, right? Because last yeah. year I feel like we were we were like, oh well, DJ Moore, that was the guy they wanted, and then yeah. everybody else, you were like, 
know, like Dante Jackson. Yeah, no did idea. anybody know who Dante Jackson was before the draft nope. started? No. I didn't. And I, yeah, I so thought it was like, Greedy Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like I knew that they, I knew who Greg Little was. I knew they liked Greg Little. And for them to go out and get their first round guy in the second round, that's that's yeah. a pretty good grade to me. And they exactly they did exactly what they wanted. So I will give it a Musa Muhammad from their perspective. But from an outside perspective, I'm going to give it a Blake Brockermeyer. I think they're. Uh, I'm not. I need to see one of these late guys produce before you call it a good draft class because the first two guys should be good. Like you, correct. You should you should always nail your first round pick. Yep. Like everybody gives Herney a lot of credit, but that's what you should do is you should nail the first round pick. Right. Just because the Raiders went out and drafted Cleveland Farrell at four doesn't mean that it's great that you didn't do that. Like right. that is, you have to nail that first round pick, and then that's how you keep your job. And then you are good at your job by nailing second, third, fourth, fifth. That's when you're, that's when you're good at your job. So you're saying going up to pick Daniel Jones at six <laughs> wasn't necessarily a good first round idea. Probably I, uh, not. That old, was old DG. Uh, yeah. New York. God, he's crazy, was, right? Yeah, like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know it's such a hit move. But though. the thing about that is, if you can like black out and forget that, the rest, the of, rest it, of it was our the rest of it was actually pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they tr- you, they traded know. Odell Beckham for Jabril Peppers and a and. Christian Wilkins. That's yeah, not. He's, he's not ideal. I still think that has to be an owner trade. I do. Yeah, you've said that before. I, I, I think for me, uh, honestly, and so here's the other thing that we all that that goes back to the Panthers too is if Daniel Jones is really good, then David Gettleman looks like a gene. We're all uh, blasting yeah. every him yeah. for being like, well, that was our number one quarterback. But, and don't get me wrong, he could be terrible. He went to Duke. So I'm sure he sucks. And no one has ever drafted a terrible quarterback in the top ten. Exactly. Especially like in like a draft like when like 2011 when they were saying it was the hardest was the cover of Sports Illustrated the hardest pick Mm -hmm. was it going to be between Cam Blaine Gabbert Mm -hmm. and who was the third one I don't even remember Jake Locker yeah yeah how did that go yeah exactly exactly it's still phenomenal though that we fall in the same traps time like with with the draft even when it happens we're just yeah. like oh, oh but it's 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 team specific it's very much team specific because like the, look at the raiders i get people wanted to, to to clown the raiders for the pick at four and then there was like quietly there's a lot of analysts like well i had him at i had him at six uh, i actually had him at eight so it's not really that crazy right. you know right. but then other people are like no no he's outside the like well but there's other People saying that he could be just this good too, yeah, and yeah. he's a great guy. It's, and they were trying to do their culture thing. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll take it further. Just show you how specific, how the team specific stuff. This this weekend, we had the the Chiefs had their situation with the Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. audio coming out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you noticed, but uh, when the the trade between Seattle and and Kansas City now now because Frank Clark is on the Chiefs, now people care that he had an incident in college. Right. I'm sorry, but he went because that was right when Greg Little and all that stuff was going on here. And and then Seattle, who everybody loves because they're progressive and they build planes and coffee and they're just they're so smart up there in Seattle. They got a needle and stuff. It goes to space, I think. <laughs> is that Anyways, Seattle accent? It is. No, that's how we talk about them down here because we're dumb uh, down here. Josh, I don't know if you figured that out. We're I'm, dumb. I'm new to this area. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying I to figure no, it all out. Because see, cause see, when you're from Seattle or from San Francisco, you're just you're just you're great people and you're progressive <laughs> and and you never do anything wrong. And so it's why when their owners do things like you know cut Colin Kaepernick 
Kaepernicker draft, uh, uh, you know, draft guys that like beating on women in hotel rooms, that it's okay. And it's only when they move to a team like Kansas City that now five years later, four years later, all of a sudden people go, oh, how are they going to deal with now adding Frank Clark? He's been playing for a team you guys love for four years, and no one cared. No one cared on draft day. No one cared until the day he signed with Kansas City. And guess what? Kansas City doesn't have the same pull, and here we go. Let's start. I mean, and they've done it to themselves. They've made their bed. But the idea that now, five years later, they have to deal with this Frank Clark nonsense when Seattle just goes, well, we, we draft him because he's a good football player, and, and we're in a culture here in Seattle that it, it, we preach growth. And, and overcoming obstacles, and we just—that's how we view it. But those people down there, they just like people that beat on women. I'm telling you, it, it's true. It's true. I don't even know where to go now. I was yeah. no. It's, I'm saying that this is team specific. It, it's the, the the Raiders. The Raiders draft pick was going to be clowned. The, the the way we treat teams is predetermined. But Dave Gettleman is a buffoon because he's. A, because he's a buffoon. Never, it, nobody mentions. Nobody mentions that the dude had a team that was fifteen and one. Not one person. Not one person. There's not another GM <laughs> in that entire freaking draft outside of Bill Belichick that has that. And nobody, nobody can remember four years back. I mean, come on. Like the the the, the deck is the the deck is stacked. The 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 way the roles people are supposed to fill are what they want to fill, and that's the way that these draft picks get treated more often than not. It's the same thing that I've been saying is that it's the mock draft culture that we're in is like when you see somebody. So Cleveland Farrell never got mocked in the top eight, right? Like, but he was mocked at like nine sometimes. And like there were times people had him going in the top ten, but no one had him going at four. So it's got to be a reach. Now, personally, I think it was a reach, but that that idea that like because I've never seen Kuiper put him at four, he can't possibly be that good. And the same thing for Greg Little. You don't see Greg Little at 16 very often. Somehow, over the course of the season, over the course of the offseason, since the season ended, Greg Little's stock has gone way down. He used to be a top 10, top 15, top 20 pick. But then as the combine got closer, as the, as the offseason wore on, now he's kind of a second round. Ah, I don't even know if he's worth a second round. But these guys are, because you don't see them being mocked somewhere, then you think to yourself, well, that guy's a reach because I saw him mocked at 22 when they took him at 16. Or that guy's a steal because he's projected to go in the third round on NFL.com, and I, they took him in the fifth. I've never even seen his name before, but we that was a steal because he should have gone in the third according to what um, Zerline wrote. Yeah, and he has to do f- 400 of those. Yeah, and so, he hates, and, but I hate Zerline because he panned our draft class. Ridiculous. It's uh, and uh, sorry. Ridiculous. Probably not the right. You know what? Ridiculous is the right word. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, tell is the right I'm word. sorry. Get off my lawn. That's right. That's right. Get off of my lawn. Josh, one. Where can the folks find you on the interwebs and whatnot? I'm all over the interwebs. I got a couple tapes I got to take down, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh Seriously, no. though. Um, pre-draft, Josh. Pre-draft. pre-draft. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter at JoshFox46. On Instagram, jsims287. Facebook, joshfox46. Wow. And um, You have a Facebook fan page? That's pretty I sweet. Do. That's yeah, fun. I, I'm very into myself. So nice. <laughs> Dozens of followers. For myself. Um, and then like you it. can catch me on air on Fox46 um, pretty much Wednesday through Sunday. So uh, tune in. Check me out. Watch my boy Will Kunkel as well. 
and uh, yeah, we talk sports. He'll be on the show this season probably. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn it! I got distracted by talking about Will Kunkel. (laughs) (laughs) He does that to people. It happens. And the romper. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. He did wear a romper in twenty degree weather. That happened. Yep. Did he really in twenty degree weather? It was cold that day. I remember what I wanted to say. How do you go? Speaking how, of rompers, I how do you go into the 2019 draft and you haven't deleted your old tweets? Like, come on, guys! Like, oh. who, well, that should be your number one thing that you have. When I declare for the NFL, I'm deleting everything in my tweet history. Boom, done. Start from scratch. Delete how, me from the internet. Yeah. How are parents not giving this advice? Forget agents. Like, how are how mom? Hey, hey, Junior. I know you were dumb. For a little while when you were younger, so uh, come and, over here. And probably still don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's like <laughs> we have that, a conversation. The new Chiefs wide receiver, like it took what ten seconds for somebody so, to be like, "Look at this terrible tweet that he uh, had well, five well, years ago." Yeah, but they, now now it's a game. Now but those now people, people are playing yeah. a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's we, like the but well the Chiefs they don't the, yeah, it's the, they don't they the don't Chiefs. care about it. they don't yeah, have a good yeah. culture over there in Kansas City. By the way, uh, all all great picks for the Browns, right? They're, of course, they everything. Can't do it. They oh, can that's do nothing right. wrong. Yeah. Nothing wrong now. They definitely didn't America's draft team? the switch has been flipped. They didn't definitely America's didn't draft a kicker team. in the Amer- fifth round. America's so. team. Oh lord. The Bucks did though. Did you guys see that? The yes. Bucks drafted a kicker. Damn you, Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Colin, where can they find you? Uh, on my deck because it has been lovely. It really has. It has been lovely. Beautiful. There. At Colin C L T on Twitter. Big dog. Uh, you can find me at Big Dog with two W's on uh, Big Dog Rules. D A W Big Dog. Um, you can find me at Josh Klein Rules on Twitter. Um, and I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think so. You don't believe in the other social media? Uh, so here's the thing: is I actually (laughs) somebody told me that I should make my Instagram private, and I was like, why is that? And then they were like, well, because like you put pictures of your wife and your dog and your house on there. And I was like, what is this taken? I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But then I followed that. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll do that. Sure. And then, right. so, uh, don't follow me on, or you know what? Fo- request to follow me and I will. It's probably a good you. thing. Did you hear Kyle Bailey today? By the way, someone's talking about his wife's feet. Anyone hear that? No. Yeah. Someone in the grocery what? store followed his wife down an aisle and then told her she had nice feet. I take it like all that. back. Do not follow me on yeah. Instagram. He went on a whole rant on the radio. That, that's what happened on my way over. That's what I was listening to to prep for this. Wow. Kyle Bailey talking about someone stalking his wife in a Publix. Yeah. Don't that's follow really me That's really weird because I'm going to show you a time hop when we're done. <laughs> that a message I got. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no. No. A message I got from somebody random on Facebook that about told me, feet. yes, that said I should show my feet more. Ooh. And I was like. Yeah, that's actually what? not rare because, like, 90% of our female anchors at the station get people reaching Why? out to them about their feet. Ugh. It's a thing. Rex Ryan. What? I mean, he loves feet. <laughs> you look so horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dudes are weird. Like, what do you what do you want from us? No, I mean, we are weird. We are weird. It's true. Are there women that have <laughs> more attractive feet than, like – because I'm just thinking, like, I've seen some feet and <laughs> – I think all feet are ugly, unless you know that episode of The Office where she goes, Angela goes to the nail salon and they love her feet because they're so tiny. They're like baby feet. Yeah, like yeah. maybe small feet are cute. Okay, but now you're saying that you like baby feet. Baby feet. That's weird. Baby feet are cute. Yeah, on a baby, but not on a real person. Well, Angela's like they gotta have enough feet baby. to walk around and balance. Angela's feet are not actually baby sized feet. They're oh. just small. I think they call her like baby feet. I don't know. It's not a very original nickname. Yeah. You know. (laughs) They call me Big Dog. They call her Baby Feet. (laughs) You know. That's how it goes. BD and BF. With the 28th pick in the 2020 (laughs) draft. (laughs) 
Carolina Panthers select baby feet. What terrible value. <laughs> what horrendous value. Should have traded back to 33 and gotten baby feet. That's where you pick the big dog is at 28. <laughs> Things got off the rails. Why didn't you trade back every, every pick? Why didn't they trade back? Off the rails. This has been One Day Contract, part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Josh is not ready for this at all, were you? No. Okay. I don't have any we'll, sauce. We'll edit it. We'll edit it. We'll edit it. We'll edit it.